atop the mountaintop of Mount Manitoba. It's the Hall of Fame show, season three, episode 37? 37. 37. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's an awful lot. And I'm Kirk Buckner, and I'm joined by Evan Nolan, and together we own NotInHallOfFame.com. We own a lot of things, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the United States Athletic Hall of Fame, which we are super duper Alice Cooper excited about. And you can all vote <laughs> on that. Man, I like that. Uh, www.NotInHallOfFame.com forward slash USA. And if you don't mind, I just uh, if anyone wants to get to avoid the maudlin shit, Fast forward five minutes, okay? Uh, but we're going to dedicate this to one of my biggest fans who's no longer with us. So if I start crying. Oh, you didn't tell me who this I was. I, I, I didn't I'm tell sorry, you. man. No, it's okay. Uh, Madeline Buckner, my mother, passed away uh, a couple days ago. And uh, after a shit ton long battle with Alzheimer's, I didn't put it on social media. That's why you didn't know him. I was debating, do I bring this up? Do I not? I don't know. Uh, but my mom would have watched everything that we did. She would have given me shit for all the times I swore, for all the times I got drunk, uh, for all the times that- She would have applauded you for the times you drunk were drunk and swore though. That, that, that would have worked out, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, but someone who was, uh, fuck. It's the first time I've cried actually about it. Sort of talking about it. I've been waiting on this for God uh, longer than we've known each other. Yeah. Uh, which is how long this shitty fucking disease has taken place. Yeah. And for what it's worth, uh, it's not so much the people when this all started with my mom, it was like seven and a half years ago. Well, it was like 10 years ago, realistically. But seven and a half years ago, she stopped being my mom. She became somebody who thought my dad was a demon because that's what where this all started. And at that point, you could just support to the best you can, but she wasn't the same person. I was no longer living anywhere close to where they were, which is in Burlington, Ontario. No, well, Hampton, no, it was Stony Creek then, uh, Ontario, but whatever. I was like thousands of kilometers away and miles from you Americans. Uh, you know, uh, a, a, long, a long way away. So, but you know, like at that point, you know, I would call my dad every day. You, 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 when, when shit like that happens, I mean, you always want to take care of those who are struggling, but when you can honor those who are right there at the side. And that's pretty much what, what I want to say about that. And as something sort of end, and if it sounds like I'm, I'm not being as emotional as I should, guys. I've been prepping for this for a long, long time. So, and she's in a better place. But as things end, things begin. So here's the official secretary of Not in Hall of Fame. This is Winnie the Jet. So for those just listening, Winnie's the mini dashing, and Winnie's here. Winnie, what do you think? <laughs> All right, this is me deflecting. So, but I just wanted to dedicate this show to someone who would have been our biggest fan and my biggest critic understood yeah. so uh pour one out or not pour one out have a drink so cheers you, you are you were too good for this world yeah i'm sorry man no it's okay it's unfortunately okay. unfortunately alzheimer's is is grieving by degrees for the other people around it 
And it, it, it was, it was, and you know, like my dad went through hell and I don't want to go through that anymore, but I, I couldn't yeah. go on. You know, we, we've said this before, you know, we, we don't dedicate enough. Like I think our first dedication was to your brother, if I remember correctly, to a show, for a show. Not that he's still with us, but you, you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, yeah we, we dedicated one to my Uncle Bob when he passed right, from COVID right. uh, a couple so, years ago. Um, yes. But yeah. I just wanted to open up with that. And hey, let's talk about toys. <laughs> we could do that. All right. Yeah. A great segue. Mom would have loved it. Uh, we missed this last week because I missed it completely. Yeah, I saw it after. I saw it after we we. Wrapped yeah, and you and I, we love this shit. It's the Toy Hall of Fame, and for those saying like, "What the hell is that?" It's what it sounds like. It's an actual <laughs> Hall of Fame about toys located. I want to say in Rochester, New York. Rochester, New York, at the, at the Strong Museum of Play. Yeah, which is exactly what it sounds like, and. Uh, do, do you have that list up? Because I always like when you sort of like bring I, that. I do, do have it up. I uh, I didn't get my act together to get it all on my spreadsheet here, but I do have the list up. Mm-hmm. Um, so first up uh, uh, is uh, I-17 uh, or Bingo uh, is uh, nominated for the second time in three years. I think the second time overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd have, that's one I have to look. The up, voters uh, 70 or over are really pushing for this one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, Troy Brown from that one commercial for the NFL Network back in uh, 2009 or so. I'll look that up. I'm not, I'm not aware of that one. Yeah, they talked about how good – that was after Troy Brown started playing uh, defensive back for the Patriots. They talked about how he was good at everything. And there's, he's just sitting in the bingo hall goes, bingo, I got bingo, and everybody groans. Uh, uh, Briar's Horses or Briar Horses, which has been nominated before, I'm pretty sure. This is it, second time, as a matter of fact. Still don't know what that um, is. It's, uh, it's horses. It's like it's toy horses. horses. Is it? It's like just actual like ceramic horses or shit? It's not ceramic. Uh-huh. Uh, there are realistic... Uh, in 1951, the Briar Molding Company introduced Briar Horses, which realistically captured the spirit and magic of the living creatures. Hand designed uh-huh. by artists, unique horses, imaginations of children. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, Um a uh, member of the Games Hall of Fame, but not the Toy Hall of Fame yet, Settlers of Catan, There's which is now just called Hall of Fame? Did I miss this? Yeah, Games Magazine has one. Oh, okay. So okay. Games Magazine, they, they elect things very irregularly. Um, okay. So usually their December edition, which should be coming out in like a month, because they usually are two months ahead on what hits the newsstands when, you're, when you have a subscription. Um, they have a list of everybody usually at the end, and it's all the ones you would think, you know, Risk and and Catan and Scrabble and Monopoly and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then a few other strange ones, a little like a choir is on there. Um, there are a few Parcheesis there, Clue slash Cluedo, so Snakes and Ladders, stuff like that. Uh, nice. But yeah, Catan is nominated. Um, change names because, like, when I saw the whole thing, it just said Settlers of. I always thought it was Settlers of Catan. I've never played it, but yeah, it it is. It's a good game, actually. My kids like to play the Catan Junior game, Uh, but this is Settlers of Catan slash Catan's second nomination, according to my uh, spreadsheet here. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up with its fifth nomination, uh, Light Bright. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which one of those toys I always wanted and never had. Mm -hmm. Um, Something I do have actually down in the basement, I have Castle Grayskull for Masters of the Universe. Uh, Who is this? Is Masters of the Universe is also their fifth nomination. Uh, Also up is Nerf toys mm-hmm. it seems crazy it's not in yet with all the yeah. nerf stuff in general uh this is nerf's third nomination uh a first type nomination for uh, the pinata that's a first that's as a far first. as i could tell so the okay. part here's here i love i love this hall of fame i'm just complaining i have now written into them four separate occasions asking for a full list of their nominees of all time and I have yet, they're like, yeah, we'll get that to you. And I've never gotten one. So as far as I can tell, I, yeah, I don't have the finalist list. I have a finalist list for everyone from uh, 2001 through 2009. And then I have 2006 to 2004, but 08, 07, 05, 03, 02, 01, 2099 and 98. I can't figure out who the rest of the nominees are. So it's possible it happened. And I just never saw it again. Mm. Uh, also up for apparently the first time, the card game phase 10. Never which I played a couple times, but not for a very, very long time. I'm pretty sure this is phase 10's first nomination. Um, also up pound puppies. I know that. Yes, which we have one of those upstairs. I it's my sisters that somehow ended up in stuff I took from my mom's. That's oh, that's a different pound puppy. That one is significantly more interactive. (laughs) Yes. Okay, we worked on a trick, by the way. Winnie. Let me see this. Winnie, Winnie. (laughs) <laughs> sorry yeah, that that is going to be very confusing for our podcast listeners yeah, um, <laughs> which is why you uh, i don't know i could explain it for them <laughs> yeah. yeah why they're doing fart sounds but it seems to work it does um another card game that i played a lot as a kid and have not played in decades racco uh, is up next, which what is, is that? It's a game where you get all the cards in order. You have like this red thing, and you get your cards. You put them in order, and then you have to exchange them out so they're in numerical order. You keep switching cards back and forth. Sounds so like a it's kind of like it's kind of like gin rummy, except you have to put cards in order. Yeah, I, I wonder if the who who came up with the deck of cards. I mean, like the amount of uses for that has been. I can't. I can't even think of like, like what fifty-two cards, and they come up with how many games based on that? Hundreds. A lot more than fifty-two. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds. Uh, probably thousands at this point. I do know that there are more ways to shuffle cards when you're done with the fifty-two cards coming up. There are more possible combinations of that than stars in the galaxy. Really? Yeah. That was a weird one that I saw. That can't be right. They're more, uh, not the universe, just the galaxy. More stars uh-huh. in, in uh, fewer stars in the Milky Way okay. than ways to shuffle cards. Um, or possible combinations. Um, also disturbing that I heard today. Today apparently is official that the song Creep by Radiohead is now closer to the JFK assassination than it is to modern times. Wow. Yeah. That's right and up I, there. That's right up there with when you sent me and fuck you for this, by the way. 
uh, for, the, uh, for how uh, Trudeau is now in that Wilford Brimley uh, cocoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are your favorite things? Oh, yeah. Well, I love... No, yeah, you ruined one of my favorite things. I love that thing with, with me passing Wilford Brimley and cocoon in terms of that age. And, and for those wondering what the fuck we're talking about, look up Wilford Br- Brimley and cocoon. He was yeah, it, I am a, right now. It's a Brimley cocoon age line. It's the age uh, Wilford Brimley was when cocoon came out versus famous uh, folks well, anybody. You can in our world. Yeah, anybody. pretty much anyone. So, yeah. So basically, if you were born in, you may be getting into 1972 now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I believe if you're 1972 uh, at this point, then you are now mm-hmm. uh, as old as Wilfred Brimley was, if not older. So, and, although only one of the two, those two people dressed up in blackface multiple times, and it wasn't Brimley. Sorry, couldn't help myself. That's okay. He had diabetes. He couldn't do it anything with it. Um, Mom, that was um, for you. <laughs> All right, we have two more to go. It wasn't political, but but she would she would that one she would have liked. Uh, we have two more to go. Two more for the strong. Yeah. Uh, so we have the Spirograph, which I believe it is its first nomination, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and uh, also finally yeah, on its third nomination, another one you'd think would have been in already the top. Yeah. So uh, other ones. Who did not return from last year include Battleship, Billiards, Cabbage Patch Kids, the Fisher Price Corn Popper, Mahjong. Oh, actually, it's a pinata second. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I missed that one. Um, uh, and a, the Toy Fire Engine. Okay. So those were ones who were nominated last year. Other ones who have been nominated before and are not here this time uh, My Little Pony, Operation, Pac Man, the Pez. So these are ones that have not answered. Uh, Playmobil, RC uh, vehicle, Rock'em Sock'em robots, sleds. So lots of tic-tac-toe, uh, Yahtzee, bunch of them. So, but my favorite thing about this hall, though, is it's like, like in 2013, they elected chess and the rubber duck. <laughs> rubber ducky, you're the one. I just, I just love like, I just love looking at it. Like one year they, they, uh, it was Candyland, the Jack in the Box, and a cardboard box. Just like whatever it could possibly be. So didn't Sand like, did one year? Just Sand, Sand was last year. Sand was yeah, last, last year. year was last year's American Girl, American Girl dolls Risk and Sand. And Sand. So yeah, yeah. yeah they've also elected uh, the paper airplane, the swing. Uh, bubbles. Uh, what else? The blanket. I gotta go uh, to this place, man. I and a stick. I do love. I do love just. I do just love stick. So. Nope, not going there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway. uh, we, well, we could go into uh, like the main event, which is the preliminary candidates, or we got two big retirements. Maybe we should go there because. Yeah, let's, let's let's go to the two thirty threes. One because he is thirty three, and the other because he uh, he was number thirty three. Uh, you know, one player. This is actually, I, I was thinking about this today because uh, we had two massive retirements in hockey the last week. Uh, both mm-hmm. defensemen, and this could be probably the only time I think because you and I have different fan bases in terms of 
our sports and we don't we don't overlap but here we have a player that was my favorite senator i don't know if he's your favorite bruin uh he's way up there but i mean patrice bergeron exists so okay. it's it's hard for anyone just because patrice bergeron is patrice bergeron i love sedano chara though yeah uh, i i'm you know, I, I put out there, and I'm going to start doing this more often. This is actually the first time I ever used uh, Twitter polls, which was, okay, so who's going to get into to the Hall of Fame first out of these defensemen? Chara, Subban, or at the same time? And most people said Chara, and yeah, a couple 100%. of people said Subban, and then some said same time. And one person called me an idiot. But <laughs> Hey, honestly, fair. for any poll you put up, that is, that's not bad. Just one idiot. Well, I mean, I get their point. I totally get their point because, I mean, I think because then as I looked at their Twitter feed and their big char fan, so am I. And I was more trying to read a room and read a temperature. Right. You know, more than more than anything else, because like I think Zdeno is first uh, ballot Hall of Famer, should be, must be, uh, mm -hmm. was a five time postseason all uh, star, Stanley Cup champion. I, I think. Uh, Norris Trophy winner, but my favorite thing about Chara was he was so respected when he, and this is more for you than for me, when he signed with Boston, before he even played a game, you're our captain. Yeah. That is awesome. So, yeah, he, uh, when he lifted that Stanley Cup, it's the highest it's ever been lifted on the ice uh, back in 2011. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Chara, Chara was just even towards the end of his time in Boston, he, when he was so slow, he was just so big. <laughs> he was hard to get around and had such good instincts. Mm -hmm. um, still holds the record for hardest slap shot ever in the skills competition at 108.2 miles an hour, which is... I, I clocked in at 163, by the way, but anyway. Oh, good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, he still holds that record. Uh, I did actually once meet him or see him at a Costco in Everett, Massachusetts, um, which is very, very strange. He had just signed his second contract with Bruins and he would walk into the Costco that I was selling $400 cashmere sweaters at, which is you the only job I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The job I've ever had. Um, but there's no question they're going to retire his number this year. Like, Charles' number is going up in the rafters, 100% of Boston. As they, um, as they should. I guess greatest Slovakian player. I'm, I'm trying to think because there there have been some players who represented uh, Czechoslovakia who were Slovakian, but mm -hmm. he played for yes. Uh, he so he, sorry, so I'm 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 a dog dad here. So I understand. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the newest newest member of the family. So I got to continue. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, like uh, when when I was uh, a Sens fan, well, still am. Uh, Chara was like Ottawa made the biggest mistake ever when it was him against uh, Wade Redden and Ottawa's a small market team and it's like okay what are you going to do you can't afford them both and you know you're lucky as a Bruins fan like you can keep affording shit uh, as a Sens fan you get one window and I've, I've had one and I haven't seen one since yeah, I, I say we keep affording shit, but only because our, our our owner made sure there's a salary cap. We're still the team, the first team ever to walk away from an arbiter's award with Dmitry Kristich. So, 
Uh, yeah, but still, I mean, like, you've got a lot more hope than I do. Probably true. I mean, I, and I say that now I'm kind of like a Jets fan, obviously, because what's your name? My name's Winnie, and I'm Winnie the Jet. <laughs> Again, for people just listening, this means absolutely nothing, but it's a mini Dachshund who is now- He's got the- a mini Dax in there. Winnie is a Jet. Anyway, that's as much as I can sing of that song without getting in trouble. Right. So- yeah, but Char, Char like the the long story short, the uh, Sens went with Redden, who I love too. Lo- but they got it wrong, mm-hmm. which is amazing considering how good Redden still was, mm-hmm. which just meant how great Char became. So I mean, technically, that's the second team to say like, shit, we got that wrong because he started off with, I guess, the team he finished up with, the Islanders. Right. Yeah. Who uh, just didn't know what to do with them. And yeah, I, but I mean, Wade Redden, Wade Redden retired in 2013 after a 17 year career. Well, okay. So let's go to that. Right. So we have Chara retiring at age 43. And as you said, earlier, by age 45. Is he 45? Chara's 45. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was 43. Okay. He'll be, yeah, he's born March 18th of 77. Okay, so I got that. Okay, so he's 12 years older than PK. Right. right. And Wade Renner is also born in 77, by the way. So they're essentially the okay. same age. Okay, so, sorry. I, I, I don't know why I thought that. Uh, obviously, I, I didn't know my research right. But PK Subban, another defenseman who I absolutely love. Love, love, love. I love them both. I love them both. To me, they're both Hall of Famers. Charles, the first ballot Hall of Famer, is Subban, another former Norris Trophy winner, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I Subban's gonna be an interesting case. Uh, his exit from Montreal still doesn't make that much sense to me. Um, okay, as a Canadian, can I step in here? Not a Canadian, not a Montreal Canadian, but a Canadian. Uh, as much as like Evan and I will talk about race and shit, and we try not to, but you can't not. It happens. It happens. And as much as I would like to sort of like have the moral high ground here against my American friend, here's a reality. Uh, P.Q. Subban was treated better in Nashville, Tennessee than he mm-hmm. was in Montreal. Yeah. And tell me I'm wrong. You can, but you're and, wrong. Yeah, I can't. So, yeah, which is, which is very fascinating to me. And, Again, as, as fascinating as the fact that the people of Nashville loved hockey. Never saw that coming. As you know, you yeah. went there. Yeah, I mean, that, I went there. I went to a preseason yeah. game. It was awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't wait to, to bring you up here, man. Like, with Winnipeg, where pretty much yeah. everything is. Oh, I, would, I would love to. I would love. I mean, watching. there's a big difference watching a game in, uh, like, a soccer game in the U.S. and a soccer game in Argentina. So it's the same thing with hockey. Uh, I'm thinking, man, we got to put it like when we finally, if for whatever reason, the next few years, we don't meet up, Toronto World Cup. All right. I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, Subban won the Stanley Cup. uh, Sorry, I didn't win the Cup. He won the the North Trophy uh, once back in 2013. He won the King Clancy Award this past year. uh, Right. As you went through your list of awards, doesn't really actually mean anything. For people, but, yeah, but it, but um, it doesn't. It doesn't. This is like one of those weird awards where it's like, 
okay, we love you, you're awesome, Ward. Mm-hmm. You know, because the King Clancy is is uh, of like leadership and perseverance, and we actually have a leadership trophy. And I don't know, I don't completely understand the difference between that and the Masterton. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but if you win that, clearly people, it's almost like a, a lifetime achievement. Understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Subban won it, so I guess they knew that he was going to leave. Subban could have played another couple years if he wanted to. Char couldn't. Uh, Su- and, and I wish them both the best because Subban is 33, kept his money, and he's still with Lindsey Vaughn, right? I believe so. I, that, I go keep track of that as well. So. Yeah, not, neither do I. But I mean, like, like one of those flashy hockey players in a sport that doesn't have them. Mm-hmm. So whatever he does, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be a success. Agreed. Um, I would like to just point out, he played in his career. Uh, how many games do you think Subban played? You make me do math. Uh, ten, ten, one thousand, ten. He played only eight hundred and thirty-four. Oh, fuck. Okay. If if you double his eight thirty-four, yeah, and added uh, eight thirty-four and added six, that's where he gets a Chara. You get. You get Chara. Chara has the most games ever played as a defenseman with 1,680. All right, and listen to this here. Guys, we, we haven't even talked about somebody who's still playing who could who, on the other side of the pond because the Hockey Hall of Fame will oh, yeah, not... Yager. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, yeah, Yager is 50. Mm-hmm. Who's, who else is 50? Who else is 50? Winnie, who else is 50? Am I 50? <laughs> it's a prop now. Winnie's a prop. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, we did have one other retirement in that same morning. Who did I miss? You missed uh, Mr. Yandel. Oh. Who, had, who retired. Good thing he retired now because he retired with the most ever consecutive regular season games played. Uh. Keith Yandel when he broke it in March and then sat the next day. Mm-hmm. Although Phil Kessel's probably going to break it like in a month from now. Because mm-hmm. uh, Kessel is now, the record's well, 980. I just dropped the prop. So, like, if, if, and so, like, a, the older prop, Jasper, if you hear some barking, guys, sorry. But anyway, I know I missed that completely. Well, Yandel. Yeah, y- y- Yandel has 989 consecutive, which is the record, but Phil Kessel's at 982. So, as long as he doesn't get injured the first week of the season he's going to break the record but yandel also retired all three of them retired within like eight hours of each other must have been why i missed that uh we had another uh, like football retirement in uh, joe uh, hayden joe hayden yeah another yeah. guy who's probably gonna be on the periphery uh, he'll be in he'll be on nominee list it's a good which is a good uh segue here coming up yeah okay so let's, let's um, get to that should right. we get right to our, our main event here sure i mean like, let's just say something about Hayden though uh he was very very good with the Browns he was very very good with the Steelers I don't think he's ever gonna get in the hall but he's someone who we will see on the nominee list over and over again over the next 20 years yeah uh one of the things I do for the site 
I haven't gotten around to it in hockey. I, I really should. Just, just goddamn having to do another job for a living. <laughs> I know. Same thing with me. I've been yeah. trying to get stuff together for the, uh, for the get every get myself educated to make sure I'm doing the Instagram stuff correctly. And uh, I just haven't gotten anything up yet. So yeah, well, yeah, maybe, maybe we should do those super chat shit. I don't know. Uh, but whatever. Anyway. Keep going though. Yeah. So uh, Hayden is uh, was ranked number 120 of those leading going into this season of based on their pro football existence which pretty much if you're not in the top 20 you're not going to get there but i went up to 150 maybe i shouldn't have bothered but i did because i get a kick out of it enough uh as like uh one list monger to another you get it i completely get it and believe me Jake Delhomme is nominated every single year for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Joe Hayden is a better player than Jake Delhomme. Let's get to that. All right. So, uh, so the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the class of 2023, we have 129 nominees because they just have no pattern. Well, basically, anybody can nominate anybody, which is why I keep forgetting to nominate Drew Bledsoe. Uh, so I'm going to just make a point to nominate Drew Bledsoe. If Jake Delhomme is getting this every single year, there's no reason Drew Bledsoe, who's still like 12th in passing all time, retired at like number four. Uh, yeah. There's no reason why he shouldn't be on this list if other folks are here. So, uh, so. Well, quarterbacks are kind of weak. Your quarterbacks are weak, except we have three-time MVP Randall Cunningham. It says well, it's not the right type of MVP. But it should be. Yeah, I mean, they brought up Joe Klecko being Defensive Player of the Year. Which wasn't the official defensive player of the year that anyone picks either hmm. when he was nominated as a senior candidate. So, all right, I, I gotta go bring the mascot because the mascot's fighting a carpet. Hey, hold on. Hey, you little stand by. Okay, hey, well, I guess she's a little carpet muncher. Okie <laughs> So, yeah, so we got six quarterbacks, uh, the same six out of, well, the only one that, seven. So we lost we lost Boomer Siasen from last year. Right. Because because he aged out. He aged out, right. But it was yeah, the other six who were there before minus Boomer Siasen. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, Randall Cunningham, uh, who I'm huge on, as you know. I mean he's he's certainly the best on this list. Yeah, uh, Jake Delome, uh, Jeff Garcia, eh? Dave Craig, Donovan McNabb. I like Donovan. Most Donovan man on, our, on the website. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And what, what Evan means by that is for whatever reason, the votes on Donovan McNabb, because you can vote on those who are in, a, in the top 300. Mm-hmm. Well, I like him a lot more than all of you. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And Steve McNair. Uh, but yeah, that's right. Oh, Bledsoe, I forget. Yeah, Bledsoe's not there. He's been here before. Uh, Bledsoe's better than a hell of a lot of other players who have gotten to or the preliminary thing, but we've got six QBs. And as much as I'm very big on on Cunningham, we know that it's not going to happen. Yeah, and, I mean, none of these guys have none of these guys were like semifinals at any point. I know we have an actual MVP or a split MVP for yeah. McNair, um, but. It seems unlikely we're ever going to see any of these guys in the hall. Uh, actually, I take that back. I don't think it's ridiculous. We, we see uh, we see Cunningham at some point. If they keep going with the seniors list, there's just going to be 
people our age at some point are going to be uh, in charge. And at that point, I wouldn't shock me to see them, but I, I don't think we're going to see them get in directly uh, or even get to semifinalist list directly at any point, any of the six of them. But do you think they're just sort of like waiting for like some of these big guns that are coming? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like as much as you and I, we shit, what? What? What do you think about Eli Manning? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Eli Manning, but I, I could put him over anyone but Cunningham, frankly. But Eli's got the two Super Bowls. He's got the pedigree, and a lot of people like the guy. Uh, and he's, and we got Ben, who's now coming up. We've got so many quarterbacks that blow these, a lot of these people away. And like, isn't that incredible considering how much, you and I remember how great Steve McNair was. And McNair is not even somebody we're thinking of, right? No. Nope. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I, I think there's not much going here. Uh, let's just go to the running backs. We've got 17. Uh, Sean Alexander, who is somebody I'm personally a lot better on than most. We are very, very high on. Yep. Yes. All right. Stop winning. There okay. we go. Uh, Mike Allstott, fullback. Tiki Barber, Larry Centers, Corey Dillon, Warwick Dunn, Eddie George, <laughs> Priest Holmes. I love a prop. This this is the best thing I've ever done. Is this prop? Chris uh, Holmes, Stephen Jackson, Chris Johnson. He's here for the first time. Uh, former offensive player of the year, uh, Tennessee Titan. Really good player for a little brief time. Vontae Leach. Uh, I don't think he, he's a. He was not nominated before fullback. Yeah, he's a first timer on there. He's not first time eligible, but it's his first time on this list. Yeah, this one's a little out of nowhere for me. Kind of, but whatever. There, there are more. There's one person who I just don't understand who's on this list in the last couple of years. We haven't gotten to him yet. So, okay. all right. So, yeah. J- Jamal Lewis, Eric Metcalf, Lorenzo Neal, Fred Taylor. Uh, I'll, we'll go into Fred Taylor later. Uh, Ricky yeah. Waters, Brian Westbrook. Uh, yep. So we we have we have uh, three people who weren't on the list last year. Same number of running backs: mm-hmm. Chris Johnson, Vontae Leach, and Work Dunn are the newbies replacing Ernest Biner, Thomas Jones, and America's favorite politician, Herschel Walker. <laughs> All right. You know, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I'm really happy. I don't have to make my pitch for Herschel Walker and politically. I'm not, I'm not with Herschel. I loved him as a football player. To, like Evan yeah, can I mean, tell you. Anyone, anyone who's, anyone who's paid attention, you've been the guy who's been uh, talk about Herschel for a while. And, I know, have, so. and politically, I, I, if I was any more center, I'd be split in half. Fair? Fair enough. Yeah. Yep, so out of those out of those saying that, out of man, running backs. Can, can, can I just say, saying that, defending Herschel Walker gets harder and harder every, every I month. Understand. <laughs> I understand. Oh, my God. But, but back, back to our running backs. Yes. Uh, I mean, Alexander, to me, clearly leads the list. Uh, actual MVP of the league, which is very hard to do if you are not throwing the football. Um, and instrumental. 100, 100 on, touchdowns. But, he, but, but Fred Taylor is ahead of him. Explain that one to me. 
it's uh yeah i don't know i can't i can't um because fred taylor is very good but not sean alexander good <laughs> exactly so, I, I i don't i mean the sean alexander's peak is greater than any of the rest of these players um chris johnson we already talked about very good priest holmes was ridiculous patriots what mm-hmm. fans love Corey dillon that was one of those trades that we all made in madden uh like the patriots never had any good running back and Corey dillon was always available from the Bengals, so you'd make the trade for Corey Dillon. By the way, it took a third-round pick in 2004 to get that done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then they traded for Corey Dillon, and none of us knew what to do. Um, yeah, Corey Dillon, uh, Mike Allstott, you can make an argument for. Lorenzo Neal may be the best fullback of the last 25 years. And, and we've got a friend. Fullback. We've got a friend who, uh, Jack Silverstein, is huge on Lorenzo Neal, and I, I bring him up only because A, he's awesome, B, follow him on Twitter, read, uh, at ReadJack, uh, C, this is a nice segue to bring this up now for people who are listening. We're gonna be putting something together in late October where we're gonna have our committee. We've done this, uh, this will be the third year, third year? Third year. Yeah, so third year, third year where we all, come together and act as if we are the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we've got a few people who are gonna be returning, but God damn it, it's so much better when you add other people and other voices. Mm-hmm. And from and from fan bases that we don't cover as the moment, so. Yeah, exactly. Because if, if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, we would love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, on, well, think about this, I mean, like, we, we don't have anybody from Cincinnati or any, like, there's so many teams that we want to have representation, but even then, I mean, look at our, look at, uh, we'll just use Jack, for example, Jack does not push a, 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 a Chicago bear harder than he does a green Bay Packer, which is why I love him even more. And I'm a Patriots guy and who's what team is not my number one guy I'm pushing for. The great rivalry of Minnesota? Yeah, the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> right. I, I, I am the pound the table guy for, we'll, we'll get to him, he's here. Um, I'm also the yeah, same guy who told you why not to vote for a saint. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah, Sam Mills got in last year and you're like, this isn't the right guy to get in from yeah, the saints. Yeah, 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 so, you got it wrong. But yeah, so I mean, like, this is just our push. This, we want more people. I think we're pretty cool. I think we're awesome. Join us. One of us. One of us. Google goggle. <laughs> Thank you. I figured you'd get that Very one. He's the old uh, movie guy. But yeah, so those are the running backs. Uh, the wide receivers. And like, when I typed all this stuff out, man, I, I thought about what you said last year. Look at, the, look at this group who won't get in. And every single one of them if that was your WR1 for seven years, you'd say, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and two of them were my WR1 for seven years. So. Yeah. All right. So we got 20. Anquan Bolden, who, well, I mean, he, I think he's going to get in eventually. Uh, Troy Brown. Uh, Donald, yeah, Donald Driver. Henry Ellard. Like. God, Henry Ellard is the most disrespected man on this list. Henry Ellard is another, it's another one of my pet projects. He's pet project number two. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, I can see that. I mean, we're here, put it this way. When Henry Ellard retired, he was second all-time in receiving yards. Behind some guy named Jerry Rice. There's Jerry Rice, Henry Ellard. I've heard of him. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, but after he retired, passing yards went crazy. And so now he's somewhere in the, like, 10 to 15 range. He's much further down. When Henry Ellard was playing, he was a dominant, dominant receiver. Uh, and absolutely deserves way more consideration he's getting. I believe this is his last year. It is. Or it's either this, it's either this year or next, but no, I think th- it's this year. This is his last year. Yeah. And he's also got his punt returning skills. So for whatever reason, yeah. this guy has just been cast on the wayside. Okay, you've got your list up. Has he even been a semi? Yeah. Uh, that's, okay. uh, that's my other spreadsheet. Hold on. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me just get. I know, I know what he is. has with us. Oh no! I take that back. No, he is not. He is not. Okay. No, he's he does not appear on my uh, my hall spreadsheet at all. He appears on my semifinalist or my uh, my working with our stuff spreadsheet, but not that one. Mm-hmm. So he's not there. No. Okay. Uh, Irving Fryer, uh, another great player. Okay. Uh, Devin Hester, who's listed as a wide receiver, like I. Okay, fine, whatever. And not a kick returner, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, Tory Holt, who I'm massive on. Joe Horn, a Saints. Multiple time finalist. Who I'm not massive on. Man who once cost me a, a, uh, a uh, championship for my uh, fantasy football team. Oh, really? In, in week 16 of 2000? ish he was going into the end zone and celebrated by putting his arms out like this with the football and the ball got knocked out of his arms at the one yard line and he fumbled and that negative two points cost me a chance by what, what i think it was 2000 it was my third championship in a row because joe horn and i was showboating with ball. Uh, so, not that i'm still holding that against him 22 years later so why not why not all right I, I said to my friend, like, it's really fascinating. I'm only a, a few years into my fantasy league, which is way younger than yours. But, you know, my team. My, just because my fantasy league goes back to ni- my fantasy league, for those who are counting, goes back to 1995. Now, my, mine's a little less, but we just relocated from Bridgetown, Barbados to Winnipeg, Manitoba. Because, you know, like mm. the concessions. You know, like the players yeah. aren't really happy about that, but nobody was watching us play in Barbados. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> we went from the Barbados Beach Dogs to the Manitoba Ice Dogs. Two and O right now, by the way. There you go. I am, yeah. uh, I am O and two. I'm coming off a championship season and it hasn't gone well so yeah. far. So, well, all right. So, we got Andre Johnson, who I think a future Hall of Famer, Ocho Cinco. And let's, the next two guys, or the next three, Derek Mason, Mujin Muhammad, Andre Risen. If you had those, that guy, like, and not, these three guys will not sniff the hall. And if he was, if they were your number one wide receiver, you'd say, awesome. Yeah, I think Mason's just going to come up one yard short, but. Yeah. Uh, Smiths, Jimmy Smith, Rod Smith, Steve Smith. Holy shit! Steve the best chance of three. Yeah. Where, where's uh, Johnny Marr in this? Uh. 
Thank you. All right. You're the only one who's going to get that joke. Uh, and everyone's favorite semifinals finds word. Well, except for you. Anyway. Yep. Wes Welker, Roddy White. Hey, did you say Reggie Wayne and I missed it? Uh, I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, Reg and Reggie Wayne. Yeah. It's Award Wayne, Welker, uh, White. So, so last year we had 18 wide receivers. We have the same 18 plus Fryer and White. So. How did Fryer not? Like, Fryer is an add on. How did that happen? And uh, I'm wondering if this is his last year, too. Um, uh, let's see here. Like, I'm a big Irving Fryer fan. Uh, no, uh, he's got two more. Okay. Yeah. Um, so out of this group, I mean, we have seen Holt as a multiple-time finalist. We've seen Wayne as a multiple-time finalist. Uh, Andre Johnson was a finalist last year. Um, but Andre's number three in this list. He's not going to, like, overtake the other two. Probably not, because there's a very big pecking order when it comes to wideouts. Um, but I think they have to get one of these guys in this year. But who knows? It's a tough incoming group for them. All right. So if you were a voter, and mm -hmm. I know I've sort of changed my opinion on this how than I was like 10 years ago. But if you were a voter, would you sort of like think of a pecking order in terms of position? I would now. I wouldn't have then. Yeah, just knowing what's maybe. coming up. The answer is maybe. Yeah. Uh, the answer is maybe. It depends. If you have someone who's like, let's just take Art Monk, who's like a finalist, what, eight, nine times, something like that. At some point, you're like, just get this guy in so we, have to stop. we can stop talking about him. But I don't know if I get Art Monk in over Terrell Owens. You know what I mean? If Owens was up against him. All right, fair enough. So, yeah. uh, but uh, out, out of those three, you can only put one those three in Holt Wayne or uh, Andre Johnson. Who are you putting in? Sorry, excuse me. Uh, Holt. Holt. I think I think I'm a Holt person too. First, yeah. I, yeah. I would I would not be that upset with either of the other two, but I think given the choice, I put Holt in first. Yeah, so. and I, I've I've been pretty open about my belief that Holt should have been ahead of Isaac Bruce, and I like Isaac Bruce, but I think Holt was the better. Yeah, I, I truly believe that. Uh, but oh. By the way, I completely, this is off topic again. I apologize yeah. for bringing this up. I meant to bring up when we talked about Chara. Chara has retired and Patrick Marlowe has retired as well, correct? I, yes. So that leaves one player left who played in the 1990s in professional sports. Who is oh, uh, oh, in all sports? Brady? In all the sports, there's only one left, not counting Bartolo Colon, who's not officially in the league anymore. Brady. No. no, Brady did not. He was drafted in 2000. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, baseball. Someone younger than Brady. Uh, Born the same month as me, actually. Yeah, that helps. Ja January of 1979. Again, that helps. Drafted by a Boston sports team. That might help. I don't know. Just tell me. Jumbo Thorn. Fuck, oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, 
Okay. Thornton hasn't officially retired yet. First draft round draft pick, first overall pick, 1997. Can, can you share the, okay, as much as I hated that Trudeau tweet that you shared with me, you shared a tweet with me I fucking loved. Which was? Okay, that Char retired, that means that nobody. Oh, yeah. No, there's nobody left in the NHL who has lost a playoff series to the Montreal, uh, to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Because yeah. Char is the last person in the NHL to experience a playoff loss to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, because I, I might be an Ontario guy. I fucking hate the Leafs. So, like, that thing was, like, the most awesome thing you ever told yeah, me. It was, it was so stark. It was so starky from Sportsnet. Yeah, it was a Sportsnet tweet. Well, whatever. So I don't care. It was great. I loved it. That's awesome. And that's also crazy. Because especially considering that Toronto has been good for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they haven't won shit. That blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, all right. Moving on. Tight ends. Well, we've only got three. Uh, none of which we'll get in, but one I'm a big fan of, not as big as you, I think. Dallas Clark, Ben Coates, Wesley Walls. I like Ben Coates a lot. He is the thing going for Coates is he is at the second team all decade tight end from the 90s. Mm-hmm. So he at least has that on his resume as one of those things going down the line. I don't think Dallas, I love Dallas Clark as a player. I actually take that back. I hated Dallas Clark as a player. Right. It's a pain in the ass to play against. But which is one of the nicest things I can say about him. Wesley Walls was fine. Uh, Dallas Clark is a very good player. But Ben Coates, like, he was the prototypical bruising, uh, bruising guy. You get him the ball, he will run four people over before he gets tackled. Uh, type of guy. Big shoulder, we got the big shoulder pads. He was Drew Bledsoe's security blanket. Um, when the Patriots opened up the, uh, the Hall of Fame to voting for the fans. The first person we put in was um, Stanley Morgan. The second person was Ben Coates. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so we've got our lineman, uh, Willie Anderson, who is a, well, a surprise finalist to me. He was yep. a surprise semifinalist. He was a finalist for the first ago. time, and that's a good sign. Uh, it's a massive sign. I, I don't see how he doesn't sort of like parlay that further, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Burke probably won't happen. Lomas Brown, Ruben Brown. Imagine that. Lomas Brown, Ruben Brown. Here's two guys with a combined, what, uh, 17 Pro Bowl. Yeah. 16 Pro Bowls will never sniff a semifinalist. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Jari Evans, who I... Here's... First I'm First time. Yes. And I'm going to bring my Saints stuff in. Yes. I, I hope he does well. Uh, D Brick, uh, Kevin Glover, Shufford, Glover. Singh, yeah. but whatever. Uh, but we have got a few people who aren't going to go anywhere Kevin Glover, Jordan Gross, Olin Krutz. Eh, I like him. Olin Krutz is very good, but there's a better center on this, two better centers on this list than Krutz. So. You have Nick Mangold over him? I guess. Yeah, I would actually, I'd actually, I'd say Kruitz and Mangold about the same. I'd probably put Kruitz a little above Mangold, but not significantly. Right. 
Well, here's here's an offensive lineman I I'm huge on that you would love Logan Mankins. Love him. Yeah, somehow didn't get to get, win any Super Bowls with the Patriots. He, he was drafted after they won their third one, and he left right before they won their fourth one. But which is probably why he's never he may never sniff a semi. He wasn't. What did he semifinal? I thought it was semifinals nah, last year. He was. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Uh, I'll let you check that out, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Uh, and while you're doing that, uh, next he was not. Uh, you're correct. Not, okay. Alphabetically, uh, somebody that we've become fans of, uh, you and I, uh, based on Tom Hall. Uh, Tom Hall. You can follow him on Thomas Hall <laughs> on Twitter uh, from Mile Isle. Mile Isle. Mile high. Mile high huddle. Mile high. It's late at night for both. It's late at night for both of us. So yes, well, it was very Hogan's Heroes of me. But yeah, Tom Nalen, uh, center. <laughs> you like that? Thank you, uh, Tom Nalen, uh, center Broncos. Uh, Tom Hall's done such a great job explaining why this man should be in the hall. Yep. Has anyone done a better job than him? On this, like seriously. No, I've had some very convincing arguments. I have to say, Jack's gotten me on Peanut Tillman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the Tom Nalen one is right there. So it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, like that's their Joe Jacoby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so we also have uh Nate Newton, Jeff Saturday, who I guess might be one of the centers you were referring to. He is. Uh, yeah. Mark Schlereth, he was not a finalist or, or a preliminary last year, I, I don't believe. No, we, we, we have a bunch. When you're done, I'll go through the list. Okay. Uh, Chris Snee, Joe Thomas, who is probably going to get in first ballot. He's getting in. Who's getting in? Think about this with Joe Thomas. Thomas is, I, I, I don't know the exact percentage, but he's going to get in possibly as a first ballot Hall of Famer with a winning percentage under 40. Yeah, it's got to be close to the lowest winning percentage of anyone in the hall. Yeah. Has to be. be. Has to be yeah. the lowest by far. Uh, Brian Waters, who I like. Richmond Webb, obviously, I like. Uh, Eric Williams. Steve Wisniewski. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I forgot. Last year, we had five tight ends. Like Brent Jones and Heath Miller were nominated last year. They're not here this year. Uh, this last year we had 19 offensive linemen, three of whom Tony Baselli was elected, and mm-hmm. then Jake Long and Jesse Sapolu uh, dropped off. New well, Jake Long Jari Evans. Off. A, no, I didn't. Well, Sapolu dropped off out of age, but oh, Jake I, I'm Long sorry, they, they didn't. No. My phrasing was bad. Sapolu aged out. Jake Long was just not renominated. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I used the wrong terminology. Um, so Jari Evans is first time eligible. Nalen's been nominated before, but wasn't last year. He's back. Nate Newton, Mark Schlereth, Joe Thomas, first time eligible are the new guys on the list. So you think with Schlereth, uh, let me just bring that up. Is that his last year? No, it's not. Okay. I don't think so. No, it isn't. Okay. I feel like he's been a, I feel like he's been a commentator forever, but I know. Right. Yeah. So, all right, so that's the offensive line, uh, offensive side of the ball. How about the defensive side? All right, so defensive linemen, we got 14. Uh, 14. John Abraham, big fan. 
Jared Allen, uh, previous analyst, uh, Dwight Freeney, uh, his first kick of the can. Yep. Uh, the Roy Glover, Casey Hampton. Uh, anything before we go on any further? I mean, I think Freeney's got a very good shot at the hall. Whether this year or coming up, I don't know, but he's good. He's a very, very strong candidate. Man, the, these guys are awesome. The next three, yeah. Matt, Robert Mathis, Leslie O'Neill, Simeon Rice. Holy yeah. crap. Look at the yep. that eight we just said. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved any of them <laughs> on my yeah, team. I, mean, exactly. I, I had none of them at any point. So... <laughs> If, if they're your leading D, like DEDL at that point for five years, you're happy. Holy 100%. shit, look at that. And it's possible that some of them won't get in. Uh, but this was, this is one that sort of surprised me. Clyde Simmons, I remember who he was. Yeah. It's been a while with Clyde Simmons, so... Was he ever a preliminary? Do you do you know? I, I don't go back that far with the nominees. I only recorded for yeah. that's one of the things I should go back and do, but I've only yeah. recorded that since okay. last four years. So he's not in the last four. So to the point when where that name came up, I'll admit, I'll admit, I had to look up like where did he play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I didn't remember that. Uh, so Justin Smith, Neil Smith, who I love, I love Neil Smith. Uh, Justin yep. Tuck and two of your next favorite guys, Vince Wolfark and Kevin Williams. Yeah, Wolfark was getting fitted for his uh, Patriots Hall of Fame jacket uh, over the weekend. I think they're doing the celebration with the Ravens in town this week. So uh, he's lost a ton of weight. How many people do really okay? Because how many yeah. people do you need to sort of like help uh fit Vince for anything? Uh, quite a few, but he's lost, he's slimmed down. Like he basically said that he didn't need all he was carrying extra weight when he was playing because he needed to, he doesn't need it anymore, and he's slimmed way down. He's not looking like remember when Gronk retired the first time, yeah, like oh my god, what happened to him? Vince still looks healthy. He's still a big guy, but he's not nearly as big as he used to be. So, I love Vince. I love he and Bianca Vince have been even so better. Much. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, that might be my favorite couple. Yeah, Vince and Bianca, or they are wonderful, wonderful people. So let's put it this way: I, there are not many defensive linemen whose significant others I know by first name. Uh, but his his wife, he and his so wife, true, are right? just wonderful. Uh, yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, that said, as much as I love Vince Wilford, Kevin Williams is a better player. <laughs> so uh, yes, and yes. Uh, Actually, just, okay, you'll like this. Uh, nobody has jumped up higher in the football rank, the not in Hall of Fame football rank of those who should be in the Hall of Fame than Kevin Williams. It's, he's a he is the sixth best defensive lineman of all, of, of all time, according to like the stats and everything else, and everybody. Above him's in except for uh, uh, what's his name with the Rams right now? Uh, Aaron, forget the last name. Donald. Donald, thank you. I, That's my mission now. Okay, I've got well, I have many missions. Uh, 
mission number 12 of my thousand is to have Evan Nolan interview Kevin Williams. Oh God, I would love that. That'd be one of the greatest things ever. Um, yeah. So anyway, so the new folks we had were Freeney and Simmons. Uh, we have two fewer defensive linemen nominated last year, mainly because Richard Seymour and surprisingly Bryant Young were elected uh, last year. No comment. Uh, but then Michael Dean Perry and Greg Townsend did not return. Yeah, no com comments on Bryant Young. And God, I feel bad saying of that, but it's like, huh? Yeah, it was, that was a surprise. There were some surprising ones. He and, he and uh, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised with Mills because this is last year and he's got a great story. But I, I, if Mills didn't surprise me nearly as much as Brian Young did. So. Brian Young just even being a semifinalist. And I like Brian Young. But he, and he, but he was a previously a finalist too, which was, you know, <sighs> it's the second time. So anyway. All right, linebackers, we got 17. Uh, Jesse Armstead, uh, somebody who I'm huge on, Cornelius Bennett. Uh, new entry, Navarro Bowman. I like Navarro. Mm -hmm. I like him a lot. Uh, Lance Briggs. Lance is pretty good. Yep, uh, it's a question of whether he's good because of Erlacher, whether Erlacher was good because of him. It kind of feels like very it. true. I'll check true. who's more responsible argument. Uh, but I think he is a very underrated player, Lance Briggs. Absolutely. Uh, Chad Brown, he was, he came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. uh, Teddy Bruschi. Uh, okay. Super popular on a great team. Has no business mm -hmm. ever getting in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Pete, pass in. Am I wrong? I don't think he's ever getting in. Uh, he's probably... At this point, he's probably the second most popular Patriot of all time, I would say. Um, oh, okay. So, but I mean, I don't think that means he should be a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Okay. So. Uh, James Ferrier, London Fletcher, I'm big on London. but London Fletcher was a tackling machine. Oh my God, yes. Uh, James Harrison, uh, who's now here for the first, first time. time. Yeah. Just to piss off, just to piss off uh, Steelers fans, former Patriot James Harrison. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to see what happens here. I'm more fascinated with him than anyone else. Yeah, James Harrison, he was, he was at least defensive player of the year once, right? I don't have that off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah he was, but you know, like he's an interesting guy, somebody who sort of like figured out not to be lazy. If that makes any sense, because first for years, like he's got this talent, like, eh, and then he he put it all together. So I don't know. I'm I'm really big on James, uh, Seth Joyner, Willie McGinnis, Takeo Spikes, another name I love. Uh, the player with the most games in the NFL without ever appearing in a playoff game. Spikes. Pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, James Heron was Defensive Player of the Year in 2008. Okay. Uh, Pat Swilling. I don't have to say anything there. Uh, Zach Thomas. Uh, Demarcus Ware, Patrick Willis. Look at that great last three. Mm -hmm. 
and Al Wilson. Wamp, wamp. Sorry, Al. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for linebackers last year, we had 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Mills was elected. Hardy Nickerson did not return to the list. I love Hardy Nickerson as a player as well. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, added were Jesse Armstead, Navarro Bowman, uh, Navarro Bowman, Chad Brown, James Ferrier, James Harrison, and Al Wilson are the newbies. Sorry. I mean, the, the, name, the name for both of us on this list is Pat Swilling. I just don't know if they're ever going to like yeah. a third linebacker from the same linebacker. Well, probably not. Certainly. Jackson and Sam Mills, but, but Swilling, it was a better player yeah. than Mills. When he decided to return. Sounds good. Need a jet. Okay, I love my dog. I don't right. care. Uh, what's <laughs> uh, defensive back? What's next? Uh, defensive backs. Yep. Eric Allen, another phenomenal player. Uh, another uh, Ron. Okay, so we have nineteen defensive backs. Ronde. Ronde should have been in already. Uh, Dre Bly, new entry, Cam Chancellor. Uh, Nick Collins, Antonio Cromarty, Merton Hanks. Rodney Harrison, Albert Lewis, Terry McDaniel, Tim McDonald. Uh, before we go any further, any thoughts? Uh, by the way, I just checked out. Uh, Takeo Spikes played 219 games in the NFL and never – for the Bengals, Bills, Eagles, Niners, and Chargers and never played in the playoff game. Well, shit. Does he have the record, you think, or we don't know? That, that's right. I think – I'm pretty sure it's him. I just double-checked mm-hmm. uh, that. So um, – so, linebackers. I'm um, sorry. Uh, defensive backs. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So Rondé, of course, is the is the the returning person in charge. I guess at this point, uh, now that um, the Lambo leap is out of the way. Right. Uh, Butler. Uh, but Dur- Dur- yeah, Leroy Butler. Uh, but Darrell Revis, Revis Island. Well, yeah, probably. but we haven't got there, right? So like, I'm just talking about like the ones that we just mentioned. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was looking the other thing up. I didn't hear where you stopped. I, I stopped at uh, Tim McDonald. Okay. Uh, so yeah, out of those, I mean, Camp Chancellor. This is his first year of eligibility. He is one of the hardest hitters yeah. in recent history. Uh, he's going to be a very interesting candidate. You know how I feel about Rodney Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the uh, the most philanthropic player in league history, right? Right. Find more than anybody else. <laughs> all that all that money goes to charity. So, um, absolute winner and a leader, and one of my favorite players of all time, uh, out of those folks. So, and Antonio Cromartie has a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Arrivas. Like, yeah. There's something so special about him. Uh, that anyone who just looks at stats doesn't get. Yes. Do you get that? Oh, okay. Sorry. I had to bring Winnie here for that. But you can't always go by like the Ken Riley and interceptions. You did not mess with Reeves because he was going to, you were going to lose. You were going to lose. And he was that good for that long but is Reeves Island a Hall of Famer first well he is but he's the first ballot 
and I don't know. I think he's got. I think he's got a pretty good shot. I, I think he's got a good shot too. But well, but for I'm still. Year, I'm still year, like. Eh, I don't know. Last year, Demarcus Ware was the best first ballot candidate, right? I thought it, so. It did not make it. Yeah. Do you think that who do you think is better, Demarcus Ware or, or who would you rather have, Demarcus Ware or Darrell Reeves? Marcus Ware. At the win too. But that doesn't mean that. But, that but mean Re- that Revis, Revis was a bigger name. Ballot. Great. Yeah. Although Ware was a big name for the Cowboys. So okay, but, okay but in terms of like, like uh, notoriety. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, he played in New York. He played in New York and he got, yeah. played one year in New England, one Super Bowl, and they went back to New York. Well, via Tampa. No, I mean, I think they're both Hall of Famers. Agreed. I think they're both Hall of Famers. Absolutely. So uh, I think out of these folks, Rondé Barber and Darrell Rivas have the best shot at getting in. Cam Chancellor is someone who's going to be around the semifinalist list for a while, if not this year, coming soon. So. Yeah. So continuing, we got Alan Rossum, Asante Samuel. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Bob Sanders. Alan Rossum's a person I don't understand how he's here. I mean, I know he was a returner, but he is the 853rd best defensive back as of last year in the history of the NFL. So, whatever. He's he was an okay kick returner. Sure. Uh, we have Asante Samuel, uh, Bob Sanders, just like former Patriot. I've heard that. Yeah. There's uh, no love lost between the Patriots fans and Asante Samuel. And then we get uh, Peanut, Charles Sillman. And so I'm watching my Saints game uh, last week. And I'll have to admit, Jack's right. Jack Silverstein is right. I cannot tell, say how many times I've watched something where they said, Peanut Punch. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, are we looking at somebody who was great or somebody who was influential? I don't know. I, it's it's going I to be an interesting discussion. I don't know, but he's I, he's I'm a lot closer on Peanut than I ever was before. So, yeah. I mean, he's almost like my uh, lesser player, Coriel. Because I'm a big thing on influence. So, like, I'm I'm still sort of stuck on that. I want to have a big conversation with Jack on that. But, uh, like, I was never – he was never anything to me before, which is, I guess, why I love conversation. Uh, Troy Vincent, Adrian Wilson. Eh, Vincent, maybe, but Wilson, probably not. Woodson's interesting to me. A lot of people love Woodson. Is he a little overrated? You think? I don't think so. I think he's properly rated. Okay. I think he's right where he's supposed to be, kind of at, at the peripheries here of, mm-hmm. of this discussion. Like, I, I'm not, no offense to Adrian Wilson and Nick Collins and Merton Hanks and people like that, but they're never getting in. Darren Woodson's at least going to be in the discussion for a while. So, well, fair enough. I think it would take a lot for Darren Woodson to get in, though. There are just too many people coming every single year. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, 
especially in that thing, offense and defense. Yeah. Uh, kickers, I mean, so just yeah, just by the way, the only change from last year in that list, Leroy Butler got elected, and we have three new people in Chancellor Terry McDaniel and Rebus joining. So we went from 17 to 19. So continue. Yep. Uh, so we just got place kickers. We've got uh, I don't even want to bother too much here. We got we got ten. I'll just run through them. Gary Anderson, Jason Elam, Jeff Fiegels, Jason Hansen, John Casey, Sean Landetta, Shane Leckler, who is, of course, Vinny's favorite guy, uh, Ryan Longwell, Pat McAfee, and Matt Turk. Uh, so we have 10 total. Last year we had seven. Reggie Roby, I believe, aged out. Yep. Uh, so Jason Elam, Jason Hansen, Shane Leckler are the new folks. Uh, I would like to thank John Casey for his contributions to the Patriots uh, Super Bowl win in 2003. Uh, Leckler was super good, but he's not Ray Guy. No, but, but we'll see. It. We'll see if it, if there's a second punter to get in. Leckler's your guy, though. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. I so he's to... he's at the top. He's at the, the top of the punter list when for whatever that means. Yeah, for whatever that means. Uh, special teams, we only have uh, Cribs and Mitchell left. Yeah, so Tasker, Mel Gray and Tasker's Steve Tasker. Out. Yeah. Tasker's out. Did Mel Gray out too now? Yep. Um, so we're down to Cribs and Mitchell. Mitchell, second all-time in yards in the NFL. Second all-time in yards. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. No, they do not. Well, we do. We do, but nobody else does. So, so it's a, anyway. So there's our list. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome list. And again, uh, Evan, myself, and a few other people, sometime in October, late October, we're gonna put together. If hey, if we were the people who ran the Pro Football of Fame, you know, someday. Uh, just by the way, the out of these people coming in. The only so I think the best chance for, for being a first ballot is Joe Thomas, um, but yeah. but Jari Evans, Dwight Freeney, and uh, and Darrell Rivas are at least going to be people who are having outside or have also have a shot at first ballot. I I think it'd be Rivas and Thomas is what I think. Rivas and Tom- yeah, Thomas, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. again, who's better? Freeney's going to be up against. Uh, uh, where right so who's better free near where yeah and jari is the, again I, i'm obviously huge on that on him but there is the, no, the only the only other finalist who is a offensive lineman is willie anderson left from last year so at least the, the offensive lineman spot is now wide open there's a big person. I mean, there's no reason it can't be Jar. It's no reason it can't be Jari Evans, but it, it would surprise me if he got in straight away. So I, I'll say this now. Uh, and I don't think it's any, anything's going to change my mind. That there's not going to be an offensive lineman in the hall this year. I don't think there is either. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my my early predictions. Sorry, yeah, just please. my early prediction. Uh, I'm going with a finalist list or a, a, a the final five coming in is going to be Revis, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas. Um, 
let's go to Marcus Ware, and they got to get one of these wide receivers or Hester. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with. I think I this wouldn't be my pick, but I think if they're going in order, it's probably gonna be Reggie Wayne. Fair enough. Anyway, All right, so, I would I, I would pick Holt or Hester, but it's probably Wayne. Sounds good. And then uh, we can listen to Jack freak out about it. <laughs> Jack doesn't freak out. Yeah. Jack doesn't freak <laughs> out. That's why he's so awesome. Uh, again, so follow him at, at Read Jack. And you should read Jack. You really should. Uh, but just by the way, I also want to point out this list of people who never played a playoff game. They're number one and two best players who never appeared in the playoffs in the postseason Dick Butkiss and Gail Sayers. Hmm. So, number three, Joe Thomas. So, none of them are going to be qualifying for what we're working yes. on. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, see what I did? Uh, very good. Yeah. Because Evan and I were in the preliminary stages of putting together the playoff Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. What's that? That's well, kind of what it sounds like. The playoff Hall of Fame. It's a Hall of Fame designed for Julian Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> which he might not even get into, which is kind of crazy. He might, well, it may take a while, but he has a better shot of that than for football. No, for sure. For sure. So, like, I'm really excited about that. That's going to, like, launch in January because, like, like I don't have enough shit to do. Of course not. No, God not. Um, all right. So, should we get into those we lost? Yeah, it's a short list this week, unfortunately. Again, mom. Again, yeah. Um, so passing away this week, uh, we do have something for, for the, uh, for the beige mistress again, uh, oh. Hungarian gymnast Istvan Aranyos, who competed in 1964 summer and 64 to 68 summer Olympics passed away at the age of 80. So there you go. Um, from the world of bodybuilding, uh, Mr. Universe, uh, Bill Pearl was Mr. Universe in 56, 61, 67, and 71, mm-hmm. um, as well as the Mr. Amateur Mr. Universe in 53. So that's an 18-year span there. He passed away at the age of 91. I feel like I know that name. Did he do other shit? Uh, expert trainer and author on bodybuilding, named the world's best built man of the century. Over me, uh, okay, a vegetarian that, at age thirty-nine. That's where I know him. He beat me for it. Like best yeah, barely. Okay, yeah, he barely beat you out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but he passed away at the age of ninety-one mm-hmm. of complications of Parkinson's. Um, Horacio Acavallo, who is the world. Uh, WBA and WBC flyweight champion from March 66 through 68. The Argentine passed away at the age of 87. Mm -hmm. Uh, From the world of football, Canadian football lineman Henry Langford, who played for the Calgary Stampeders and was a four-time All-Star, passed away at the age of 92. Mm. Uh, We lost also... 
um, college football Hall of Famer uh, as a coach, Daryl Mudra, passed away at the age of 93. Uh, he was best known for his work at, uh, well, he won uh, 200, he would 281 and four in football between Arizona, sorry, North Dakota State, Arizona, Western Illinois, Florida State, Eastern Illinois, and Northern Iowa. Um, and he won uh, Division One championship at 65 with North Dakota, uh, the College Division Championship with North Dakota State, won the Division Two championship with Eastern Illinois, and then a whole bunch of other ones going down from below, but he was elected the College Football Hall of Fame in 2000, passed away at the age of 93. Uh, member of the, the dominant UCLA teams from the 70s, uh, Greg Lee passed away at the age of 70, uh, went on to be play for the San Diego Conquistadors, Portland Trailblazers, and in, and in Germany, also was a professional volleyball player, uh, but he was on um, 72. Oh, what? No, that was your German thing. Oh, okay. Excellent. Uh, but he was a uh, member of the 72 and 73 UCLA teams, uh, passed away with an infection linked to an immune disorder. Ah. So there you go. Uh, from the world of baseball, we lost uh, John Stearns, uh, catcher yeah. with the Mets. Four-time All-Star in 77, 79, 80, and 82. Also played a year with the Phillies. Um, passed away at the age of 71. Stearns so, was so – he, he wasn't part of that 69 team, I don't think. No, he was, he was after that. Okay, but of the, the 73 team that people forget that made it to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer in July, played the old timers day at city field in August. And three weeks later, has passed away of, uh, of uh, prostate cancer. So also had one of the best nicknames in professional sports history, bad dude, (laughs) John bad dude Stearns. Yeah. So he was 71 years old. Well, which is better um, than me? Are you a bad dude? Sorry. Uh, from the world of music, we lost four folks this week. Uh, first, we'll start with uh, Anton Fire or Fear. I'm not sure I pronounced it. Passed away at the age of 66. Uh, mm-hmm. The drummer for the Lounge Lizards and the Feelies passed away. Oh, I love the Feelies. Yeah. Uh, he. Also, briefly a member of the Voidoids and was a co-founder of the Golden Palominos. Shit. Yeah. Both of them. Okay. Yeah, so he passed away at the age of 66. He stopped playing drums in 2019. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not sure sure why. He died in Moldova, of all places, at the age of 66. Hello, Beijing mistress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from uh, we lost DJ, uh, one of the greatest DJs of all time, voted number three DJ in the world by DJ Magazine 1993. Stu Allen passed away at the age of 60. Um, 
after suffering a rare, what is this? Gastrointestinal stromal tumor. I just did say it. I wasn't sure what that meant. Uh, but one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest DJs in England's history passed away at the age of 60. Um, we lost co-founder and the original drummer of the Doobie Brothers, John Hartman, uh, passed away at the age of 72. He was the original drummer, uh, and then they added a second drummer, Michael Hosick, and they kept two drummers uh, from then until 2016 when Hosick, uh, when Ed Toth became the band's sole drummer, Hosick left after for a while but he was uh he was there for a while so he was there with from 71 through 2003 so but he passed away at the age of 72 i don't see from what mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah i don't know he was he was with them when they were inducted into the hall of fame in 2020 so uh we lost the Male half of uh, the band uh, Friends and Lovers, Jim Post, uh, who had the the hit that he wrote, which peaked number ten in 1968, "Reach Out of the Darkness." Yeah, I think yeah, it's I remember that, now yeah. that people are trying finally getting together. Remember that song? Mm -hmm. um, but he passed away after a long illness at the age of 82. Uh, and then two, the two biggest names we lost is week let's stay out of sports just passing away today uh louise fletcher uh one mm -hmm. of the greatest performances in film his film history one of the greatest bad guys in film history uh as nurse ratchet from one flew over the cuckoo's nest oh. only because oh son of like if, if you guys have not seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest anyone who has not seen it just go watch it it is amazing all the way through it one best picture best director best actor best supporting actor best actress like it was it i think i don't know if it swept all the awards i can't remember or not um but it's just an absolutely fantastic film and louise fletcher was amazing in it and her oscar speech actually is one of the most famous of all time because i believe it's the first one ever her both her parents were deaf um and so oh. she did sign language uh, okay. to thank her parents during this speech which i think is the first time ever anyone who signed language at the oscars so uh but she also was in won emmy awards for her work in uh picket fences and joan of arcadia later in life so yeah louise fletcher was 88 and the biggest name i guess according to us in this thing passed away at the age of 89 1962 national league mvp maury wills Passed. I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know Maury Wills passed. No, no, I didn't know he passed. Yeah, so it's 1962 MVP. He, I, I saw this. He had 208 hits and 104 stolen bases that year. Ooh, cool. In 1962, um, he was the stolen base leader six times from 60 straight through 65. Two-time Gold Glover, the NL MVP, three-time World Series champion in '59, '63, and '65 and a seven-time All-Star, 61 through 63, 65, and 66. Back in this, the reason that's only five years is that 61, 62, they had two All-Stars. 
Nintendo games. Uh, so he's on both of those. If, if I remember right, Wills did not even become like a, like even a bona fide major league player until he was 27. That is correct. Yep. Yeah. So, so when he I, won that, when he won that uh, award, he was 30. And yeah, he so, was, and he was, yeah. he retired at 40. Like so, poor baseball players so like do all that in terms of speed in your late twenties and early thirties. That's yeah, that's insane. He had twenty one hundred hits yeah. uh, in his career, twenty home runs total. He had more stolen bases than RBI, which is crazy. No, I didn't. Five hundred eighty on six stolen bases and four hundred fifty eight RBI. But to be fair. He let off, and the guy in, on base in front of him were the catcher and the pitcher. So they weren't running that fast. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, yeah. So, but yeah, one of the one of the all-time greats. Um, but yeah, he passed away. Also spent time, a couple seasons as the manager of the Seattle Mariners with Chinaco as well. But he passed away at the age of 89. Mm-hmm. No. Damn, no, I miss that completely. Uh, all right, so for those wondering about my elevator up, elevator down, hey, did you not pay attention pro football with the preliminaries? That's my L. That's, yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, uh, uh, saying that. I was, so- I, I, in, in, in honorary elevator down to Maroon 5. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's an actually up. Maroon 5 is up? Yes! Okay. That's the most rock and roll thing I ever heard from them. I do have to say that is true. Adam Levine, say what you want about him. Mm-hmm. He looks like, when he's not wearing a shirt, he looks like someone who said, hey, put those tattoos on me. They're just like rant, spaced out perfectly and everything. Somebody mentioned today on Twitter that he looked like a Chipotle bag. <laughs> and I cannot unsee it now. So, I'll say this: I'd rather watch him in the, the uh, Super Bowl halftime show than Taylor Swift. Fair enough. So, saying that, saying that, uh, since I have no elevator up, and I did have an elevator down, kind of, sort of, it kind of merges with your good, bad, and ugly. So let's just bring it all together yeah um so i just a uh good this week uh i don't well, okay I mean, we had a good i thought we were just gonna yeah, i mean this, but okay good this week is that uh that you know my my kid i coached my son in his first soccer game ever and they we tied two to two and he had a goal and an assist in his first game so he's convinced that he's going to be able to do that for all games for rest of his career so that's very exciting uh so there's my good for the week uh my bad for the week to go through this quickly um is uh the u.s national team's performance yesterday against japan in a world cup warm-up uh they went the entire game without a single shot on goal and in the first half had the remarkable ability in 45 minutes, they turned the ball over in their own half 54 times. 
which is like <coughs> sorry <coughs> if i played the japanese that my like team played the japanese national team that's about the number i'd expect not an actual group of professionals uh, although to be fair we wouldn't have the ball 54 times against japan's national team so but if we got it we would turn it over right away so that's the bad i don't need to say anything else about this the ugly is one of my favorite franchises uh my boston celtics who announced yesterday that they're going to put a six in the parquet in honor of bill russell and that their coach wasn't going to be there to see it um so yeah what's going uh, on there man so we don't know the whole story but there are literally no good guys in this whole thing and i'm including one of my favorite ownership groups i love the Celtics ownership i think they're in good hands i think they're trying to do the best they could but the way this got leaked by them um, by them yeah it was leaked by them and then they had this whole moralistic and the point that brad stevens was making today was correct that it was unfortunate the women in their organization were dragged through the mud all their names and everything it's, i'd agree people yeah. had nothing to do with it but to be fair they're dragged through the mud because the celtics leaked it in the first place and twitter is what twitter is it's speculation mm -hmm. right so they should have known better than that they could have just kept it shut and said hey we're gonna have an announcement coming out here and made the announcement then without saying anything the celtics are very good at making transactions that nobody sees if you see the celtics involved in a trade from Woj or shams it, it will not happen because those are not the trades the celtics make right they're the ones you don't see happen and they keep that quiet how they did not keep this quiet i don't understand because they I didn't don't want see what the point was of leaking because they what? did not want to, which is the, but why? the I don't know. I that's don't the thing know. That doesn't make any sense. So this is what I'm, yeah. I, it's to the point where I feel that we don't know what happened. It, uh, they're making it seem like he had, was having a relationship with a subordinate. I don't think that's true. Well, I think he was having a relationship. Subordinate is. Right. And, and I, think he was having, here's my here's the only reason it makes sense for them to leak it because if it's subordinate i don't think they'd leak it the only reason it makes sense for them to leak it is if one of the people involved was a spouse of one of the people in the management team okay so let's say that's the case because like i've got nothing when i was looking at this i this is like the biggest like huh to me in in sports for a long time okay yeah all right so it's just we don't we don't know what's going on so it doesn't make full sense at all yeah and so like uh, we're recording this on the night of the 23rd it's going to go up probably the 24th or 25th uh man i don't fucking get it i really don't like i a okay you're gonna sleep with the with somebody other than your wife okay. don't get it but right well he, yeah he was and his wife again that's part of the story is nia long who's basically you know okay they so, weren't technically married they, right. they were they were partners but they weren't married they have a child okay. together. all right so let's go to that so so i don't know about you Evan, but like you you might have because you're you're a boston guy so but for me 
like during the whole thing when bosses sort of like elevated themselves to become like holy shit they're gonna they could win this whole thing right it's like if you're not pro boston if you're not pro golden state you're thinking like how do you not cheer for boston where you've got this dynamic young coach who came out of nowhere because he came out of nowhere, really, realistically. That, this was his first time as the head coach of anything. And a lot of us, I'll put myself in this, so I'm assuming that a lot of people are not are like me, did not know that his wife, or his, his partner, sorry, was Nia Long. And Nia Long, for somebody my age, I'm 50, you're what, 42, 40, 41? 43. 43, okay. For a lot of people my age, it's like that was one of our crushes. 100%. Right. So it's like, holy shit, look at this guy. And he's got this. You look at the social media and she's doing her dances and shit. It's like, I'm cheering for Boston during that, during that series, not because I give a crap about one over the other, mostly because like Neil Long's dancing. I'll be bl- I'll be blunt. I was- here's- but yeah, go it's on. It's the same thing though. When remember, remember when Hugh Grant cheated on Elizabeth Berkeley with a whole bunch of prostitutes in Los Angeles? Yep. Like, what are you doing? Just just what are you doing? But anyway, because he, okay, because he could. But at that point, because he could. Yeah, but at that point, we don't know that. I mean, like, for me, okay, when that the whole thing happened with Elizabeth, not Berkeley, that's. That was the one from Showgirls. No, I say Elizabeth Berkeley. I meant Elizabeth. Berkeley. Uh, what's her name from Bedazzled? Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. It doesn't matter. Hurley. I said Berkeley. Hurley. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. But I mean, like at the same time, whatever. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Okay. Like for a lot of us, it's the first time we ever saw any of that stuff. So like. Okay, going here, I don't give a shit that he cheated on her. I don't care. What I want to know is why he suspended for a year. What don't we know? Well, so so here's the thing. Like, um, this is another reason I think it's somebody up top's significant other. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise they would just fire him. And the fact they're leaving him twisting in the year in the wind for a year mm-hmm. makes it seem like maybe we'll hire him back. Also seems pretty freaking spiteful that you're stuck. We're going to find you. You can't coach for anybody else, but you can't coach for us either. That seems pretty spiteful. There's something really weird going on. I will say this, uh, Matt Barnes, the former uh, warrior yeah. had a big thing on Twitter yesterday and then came out today and had a video and said that he heard the actual story from someone inside and that was a hundred times worse than we have heard. And he understands why the Celtics did it. Now, I don't know when that's ever going to come out. Uh, I can't imagine what that was, but that makes it's more very, sense, very strange. The Celtics have had a very bad off season. But that makes the most sense because, okay, here we are days after the whole Robert Sarver thing, right? That we talked about last week. 
Uh, Robert Sarver, for those not aware, he was the person, was, is, I don't know, owns the Phoenix Sun. And days after, okay, a couple days after, Steve Naismith from ESPN said, like, why do we care about this? It's because he's black. And it's like, nah, no, something else is there. Because it was. What don't we know? Yeah. What is it? I mean, do you care about it because... Care about it because two things. One, he's a coach of the team that just brought a team to the NBA Finals, and two, sex sells, right? A lot of people are making the point. Yeah. A lot of people are making the point today that why hasn't ESPN gone all the way in on Favre going along with that? By the way, one of the people involved in the Brett Favre thing got indicted uh, yesterday. So one of the people involved with that yeah, is now indicted. Great reason for that. that Brett is there's probably going to be facing. Great so reason for that because Brett Favre is not relevant in the sports world right now. There's your answer. And is did what did what Brett do worse than uh, he made? Oh God, it's not even close. But in the sports world, it isn't. Yeah. So I don't I don't know I don't know what's going on. This whole thing is weird. The twin reaction was bad. The twin or counter reaction is bad. The Celtics, the way they handled it, is bad. The press conference was good, but the press conference was only necessary because I screwed it up in the first place. Uh, yeah. we're, this is all going to come out in like a month, and it's going to all go all over again. And I don't know what I mean. The Celtics, have, like I said, Celtics have had a real bad off season. They started out pretty well. Mm-hmm. They got Brogdon. They got Gallinari. Uh, they had a 17, the problem started when they had the, the, and this, um, they had that $17.1 million exemption that they didn't use. And then all of a sudden time Lords hurt. And now Gallinari is probably out for the season and they, they need their players short. And now the coach is gone. It hasn't been the best off season. So we'll see what happens. Which is why he was going to be my elevator down, but. Yeah, of course. We, we... So I, I don't know. We'll see. And it also, by the way, all right, when Pope John Paul II died, and it was this very strange segue, he, okay, play. Pope John Paul II was a Holocaust survivor, right? And they came up with the next guy, and it could have been, no offense to Benedict, who tried running away a bunch of times, but he was a member of the Hitler Youth. It would have been nice to not have a member of the Hitler Youth take over after the guy who survived the Holocaust, Right. The Celtics are getting rid of a guy for having whatever what looks like consensual sex. The guy they're replacing with, Joe Missoula, was arrested for battery on a woman when he was in college. Okay, I didn't know now, that. Granted, really? granted, no charges were brought, and so what happens in college should not be held against you for the rest of your life. But it would be better if they had somebody who wasn't in that situation. Does that make sense? <laughs> We have someone who's a problem. I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to laugh about the situation. Or a serious problem with women replacing. Sorry, what'd you say? No, I, I don't mean to laugh about the situation, but yeah. Yeah. If you, if I didn't know that. Someone's problem with women, don't replace with someone who has a different, more serious problem with women. You know what I mean? Unless there's something we don't know about this. It's just very strange. Um, so we shall see what happens. Missoula is now the youngest coach in the league. Um, we'll see. 34. Uh, he's actually the same age as 
Will Hardy, who just took over in Utah, who was our top assistant last year. So it would have been Hardy probably here. Had this I, mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. But like, I hope I'm wrong. There's not something bigger. I don't know. I, there's no, there's no way any of us can know. The whole thing is just not good. It's very bad. It's actually. It isn't. By the way, Jamal Bowman, don't tweet about this, idiot. But I'll leave it at that. All right. So let's wrap it up, man. It's almost midnight. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, hey, do you know that I wrote a book? A BUK or BUCH? <laughs> I wrote a fucking book. You just say like, hey, I wrote a book. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. I wrote a no, book. I was trying to spell it like Buchner. Like the buck. The buck. Well, the buck stops here. But yes, I wrote yeah. a book about uh, Chavo Guerrero Sr. Uh, Chavo's no longer with us, and but I had the pleasure of helping him with his autobiography. You can get that at Chavo. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, it's a classic. Check that out on Amazon. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot of other shows lately, but I still do them. Uh, so uh, next week on how the hell, like this, the, how the hell did this go number one? Creed. Remember Creed? Oh, arms wide open? Yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to look at that. We're going to look at that. And because uh, Andrea, Andrea, if you're, lo- if you're watching, because you said this one, Man, you don't know what I've got picked for you next week. <laughs> Damn it. And uh, Glenn Plowski and I, uh, Glenn, who is going to be now in Antarctica, uh, before that happened, we looked at uh, the last, uh, we looked at the Lennox Lewis uh, Klitschko fight. Okay. Um, yeah, so we have that. So those are some things coming up on the Bucknerverse. Like what I did there? Very, very the nice. Verse, yeah. So a lot of that's sort of coming through. So with that, myself, Evan, Winnie. Oh, Winnie, come on. <laughs> wherever you are, wherever you may be. Thank you. And mom, I love you. Thanks for everything. Rest in peace. Thank you. Take care. See you later.